Hi, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm joined today by my good friend, Nick Hand. Hi, Nick. Thanks for being with me today. Uh, Last week, I brought a message about serving God means that sometimes you have to do and say some things that you don't completely understand. I shared some stories about some experiences that I have had when God spoke to me and I really didn't want to obey. But finally I did, and when I did, I sure was glad. And I gave you four specific words, crawl, yell, march, and stand. And concerning crawling, I talked about the woman with the issue of blood and how she literally crawled through the crowd to touch the border of Jesus' garment and how she was healed of an illness she had had for 12 years. And that sometimes you got to be willing to crawl to get what you need. And then I talked about yelling and about Bartimaeus who yelled, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped dead in his tracks and healed him. And then I talked about marching. In fact, I shared the story about how Lindsay once marched around a sail rack, believing for the price to be dropped even more while she was in the store. And it did. And also talked about Jericho and how they marched around the city of Jericho six times. And on the seventh time, they marched seven times and they yelled and the walls fell flat. And then I talked about standing, about David and Goliath and how David took a stand against a giant who was the enemy of the Israelite people. Crawl, yell, march, and stand. And we've been uh, having some questions coming in as a result of that. Nick, I know, Nick, you've got them. You want to give me some of those questions? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, So here's one that came in. If God really cares about us, then why does he allow us to go through bad things? If he, if he cares about us, why does he allow us to well, go through bad things? Well, he does care about us. I, I, I don't think that he purposely allows, uh, uh, purposely tries to get us to go through things like that. I think we need to understand there is a devil in the world, and the devil uh, seeks whom he may devour. He's trying to get uh, get us. He was trying to stop us. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief or the devil comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I think... Uh, However, you got to remember that all things work together for good. It doesn't mean everything's good, uh, but, you're, but, but all things work together for good. And in life, we're going to face things. There's no way through this life that we're not going to face things. My father used to say to me, son, in life, you're going to face things and you're going to have to deal with some things, but those, those things will help make you stronger. I don't believe that God puts sickness and disease on people. I don't believe he puts problems on people. I think the devil is the one who does that. But God somehow allows those things to help strengthen us and make us better people and stronger people able to, to, you know, to, to, to take on other things that we couldn't take on on our own. Yeah. Here's, here's another question that kind of goes, I guess, in that theme. Maybe you can expound on it or, or just add some to it. Um, it says, I've heard you say that God wants me to be healed and whole. If that's the case, why does it often seem hard or difficult to access healing by faith if it is something that God, who is all powerful, wants for me? Well, remember, as I, as I was saying in the last question, there is, there is an anti-God force in this world. Mm. Satan was cast out of heaven and is now uh, is now uh, attacking, especially Christians here on this earth, with all of the one-third of the angels that fell with him. Um, they are against you. They're coming against you every day. If you're doing anything for God, if you're living for God in any way, shape, or form, Satan is going to come against you. If he came against Jesus, he's going to come against you and me. I face it all the time. But he has. But God's given us faith to believe. 
So don't think that just because things uh, have come against you that, that somehow God's changed his mind. No, he said in 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, yeah. even as your soul prospers. He wants you well in every area of your life, but there are also other forces that are coming against you. And that's why using your faith is so critically important. You know, when you talk about those four things, crawl, yell, march, stand, when you, when you talk about sometimes you're going to have to do those things, you're doing those things not as much trying to get God to do something then as much as it as much as these are tools to overcome, overcome to to war against the devil to to what is it that these things are doing? It's not getting because sometimes it can come across like I'm trying to get, come on, God, won't you let the, let it come down from heaven? Won't you open your hand and perform something great? It can come across that way. Sure. Yeah. So if I'm doing these things, it, uh, you're not saying that I do these things so that God will finally let the miracles go from heaven, are you? Or is it more of these are tools to help you overcome? I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. These are tools to help you to release your faith. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't feel like they have any faith. Right. Uh, but that's not true. The scripture says that God hath dealt to every person the measure of faith. Not a measure, but the measure. You have just the same amount of faith that I have. Some people's problem is that they, they don't, they don't release, their, release their faith. They don't use their faith. You've got to use your faith. I believe God is always standing by ready to heal. But, but um, I don't believe he does everything, everything sovereignly. I believe he uses our faith as well. I think it's his power and our faith working together. That's uh, why it's so critically important that we believe God and we act on our faith. And we, we say we're careful what we say. Mm. We don't talk about the sickness and disease. We talk about the healing miracle. We don't focus on the negative. Instead, we focus on the on the positive side. And we and we we continue to confess. Jesus said, "Watch watch what you say. For for whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that's Mark eleven, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says." Oftentimes we. <laughs> we we spend time talking about what we have, mm. you know, instead of, instead of what we have by faith. And we, we've got to make a positive confession. Uh, I don't think God's the problem. I think oftentimes we're the problem. Yeah. You, you talk about faith. I think that goes well with this question that was asked. How do I know if I'm in true faith or what are some indicators of true faith versus just wishing or hoping? Well, that's a great question, Nick. I don't know that I know the answer. Um, I guess I would say when the miracles start coming, uh, uh, I, I'm in a state, a perpetual state of believing God every day. And I see miracles coming on a daily basis. Uh, there are other miracles that haven't come yet. Uh, I, I, I rehearse the great miracles that God has done. I remind him of the great miracles and I tell him I'm expecting more miracles in certain areas of my life and in our ministry and in my family. And I just, I guess I just refuse to give up. Yeah. I just, I just refuse to give up. I just keep calling on the name of the Lord. I keep confessing with my faith. I am healed. I, I have this. I, I've, I've declared this by faith. I've made a decree. I'm not letting go. I'm not going to talk negatively. I'm going to talk positively. I receive my healing by faith. Yeah. I remember once uh, my wife, Lindsay, was uh, having a problem in her body, and she was doing a lot of talking about it. And the Lord spoke to her and said, I want you to stop talking about it, and I want you to write down, I am the healed of the Lord 400 times a day. Mm. Well, that's a lot of times to write down something. Yeah. So she got a pencil and piece of paper and she started writing, I am the healed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord 400 times a day. Well, she wrote it so many times, she didn't have time to talk about the negative side. Mm. 
And it wasn't very long until she received a healing. Yeah. Because she kept confessing it and saying it because what you say is so critically important. It's so easy to pour gasoline on your faith with your negative confession. Right. Feel, feeling those negative things or the frustration in that process of faith, does it, does it affect your faith? Oh, of course it does because we're human beings. Yeah. We're, all subject to, we're all subject to fear. You know, you remember when the story when Jesus came walking on the water and Peter said, if it's really you, mm. you know, bid me to step out on the water. And, and Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking on the water. You know, the other disciples were probably critical of him, but they didn't get out of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But Peter did. As long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk on the water. Mm -hmm. Only when he looked at the storm yeah. did he begin to sink. Yeah. Oftentimes we get our eyes on the storm, on the problem, and right. not on Jesus. We need to keep our focus on Jesus. Now, that's, not, that's easier said than done, right. especially when the storm is raging. And it's all around you. And the problem, it looks like you're going under financially. It looks like the, the sickness is going to take you out. It looks like the family problem is going to destroy you. That's right in the middle of that. Father, no. In the name of Jesus, I release my faith to you. And I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm holding on. I'm believing you for this miracle. Is it important? You, you talked about saying that. Is it important to say it out loud versus warring it in your mind or just trying to win it in your thoughts? Well, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference. Uh, I, I, I say it both ways. I say it out loud mm -hmm. and I also just say it quietly under my breath. Right. You know, I'm not saying it so somebody else will hear it. Mm. I'm saying it. I want God to hear it. But more than that, I want me. I want to hear it myself. Yeah. I want to hear myself say it. Yeah, that's really good. Here's a, another question that, that came in. It said, you talked about have, about God having you give a word of knowledge to people in the time, in the moment you didn't really want to. How do you know when it's God leading you versus when it's your own mind messing with you? What a great question, because I have faced that for so many years. I'll get a word of knowledge and, and I'll, I'll say, now, God, are you sure? God, is that me? Or is that you? <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't want to make a mistake. God, if that's, if that's you, you know, uh, 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 say that one more time, you know, one more time. And, and, uh, and thank God, you know, God's gracious. Yeah. So many times I get words of knowledge and I'll say, God, you're going to have to give me that one more time because I'm just not quite sure. God, uh, please, I don't want to, I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't want to say something that's not from you. And I'll, and I'll, now I'm saying this under my breath, now, yeah, you know, right. especially if I'm in a service and I'll say, God, say that to me one more time. Are you sure, God? Are you sure? I've even said to God, what if you're wrong? <laughs> I talked to him pretty straight, <laughs> you know, and he, he can take it. Yeah. And, and he'll give me that word again. I remember one night, Lindsay and I were on television and this was back in the day when we were doing a live five night a week show called uh, the hour of healing back in the, in the nineties, we, we did it. I think we did that show for five or six years, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Central wow. Time, live. Yeah. And boy, it was, a, it was, it was quite a program. Yeah. We had so many healings that came. But one night, I gave, it, I gave a, a word of knowledge. It just stunned me. It stunned Lindsay. I said, there's a woman in an eastern city. She's just been diagnosed uh, with cervical cancer. She's pregnant. And the doctors just told you that uh, they're going to have to abort the baby to save your life. I said, Come over and put your hands on the television. God's going to heal you right now. Wow. Oh, man, when I said that, I said, my God, what did I just say? <laughs> oh, I said, God, what if you're wrong? <laughs> what if it's just me? Yeah. But I said it. Well, I said it and I prayed. A couple of days go by. And we get a testimony from a woman. She's in an eastern state. She said, Richard, uh, she sent a message through our prayer group. Get a message to Richard. I was the woman he was talking about. I just come from the doctor. 
I'm pregnant. Uh, I've been diagnosed with cervical cancer. The doctor just told me going to have to abort the child. I was crying. I came home. My mother was at my house. She had your TV program on. And when I walked in the door, you said what you said. Mm. She said, my husband is a police officer here. And uh, I came in. I put my hands up against the TV, like you said, and prayed. She said, the power of God went through me. I've been back to the doctor since then. They can't find a trace of cervical cancer. Wow. And we followed her up. Not many months later, she gave birth to a normal, perfectly normal child. Wow. That's a very unusual word of knowledge. And things like that happen to me all the time. And I have to battle myself. God, is that me or is that you? Right. But let me tell you how you can tell the difference. When it comes with a peace, mm. God is, is, is peaceful. God is not chaotic. And uh, if, if, it's a, if, it's a, if it's chaotic, it's probably not God. If it's peaceful, it's God. And God just very calmly, very, very sweetly, very softly just gave me those words so that I knew what to say, and I knew it was Him. Yeah. And I trusted Him. Plus, also, I've had, you know, 40 years of experience right. of, of listening to the voice of God and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And uh, I've learned uh, once in a while I make a mistake. And when I do, I admit it. You know, yeah. I, I, I miss this. You know, we're all human beings, but I'm trying. This may seem like an obvious question, but the times that you do miss it are for somebody that, you know, they step out and they find out, wow, okay, that wasn't, wasn't God. What do you do and how do you, how do you keep that from damaging your confidence the next time? How do you keep it from getting in your in your soul, to, in yeah, me, yeah in you me. maybe for you, and then maybe advice for someone that feels that like it kind of eats your confidence when you okay, I finally had the courage to step out, but man, I missed it. Well, have you ever made a mistake? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I mean, if if you if you ever made a mistake, you know what you do. You 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 repent and you say, God, I'm sorry, I missed that, and you try again. Yeah, you don't give up, you don't quit. You know, uh, my sister and her husband were killed in a plane crash. Wow. But I didn't stop flying. Mm. Doctors, there are doctors who lose patients on the operating table every day in America, but they don't stop doing surgery. Yeah. They, they, they try again. Yeah. They keep trying. They keep doing what God's given them to do. And if you, if you make a mistake, admit it, correct it, and go on down the road. Yeah. You know, you're, we have, the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We're human beings. We're not perfect. There's only one perfect man who ever lived. Mm. His name is Jesus, and they killed him at 33. Yeah. Okay, we're not perfect. We're, we're human beings, and we're subject to make mistakes. And once in a while, I, I'll give a word of knowledge. I think it's for one person. I missed it two or three people. It's for a person, three or four people down really? the road. But, you know, I sure was trying. <laughs> that's okay? Matters, yeah. Don't be so doggone hard on yourself. Yeah, that's, that's so good. Give yourself a break, you right. know? How, how, this this question says this. How do you find the the motivation or the energy to quote unquote uh, crawl like you said when, if you're honest, you're completely depleted and feel like you can't. If you're hungry enough, you'll crawl. Uh, uh, my dad used to tell the story about this little boy and little girl were out in the front yard playing, and the little brother said to the sister, "Go inside and get us some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches." And uh, so she went inside and came back with no sandwiches. Said Mama wouldn't give us one. And he said, I'll get them. So he went in, came back with two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. She said, how'd you do it? He said, I cried for it. <laughs> <laughs> when you want uh, something, yeah. when you want something that you've never had, yeah. you'll be willing to do something you've never done to get it. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. And I mean that in the right way. Right. That's good. Uh, this person says, I'm an introvert and naturally quiet. They said, I don't, I don't even yell at sports events. When you, when <laughs> I you, do. When you, this person says, when you talk about- I even yell at reruns. 
<laughs> they say, uh, they say, when you talk about yelling, is it actually about volume or is it a matter of the heart? It's a matter of the heart. It's not, it's not the volume. Uh, although the, although when Lindsay was yelling that night, when I was taking Chloe to the emergency room, when I, which I talked about last week on the podcast, she was yelling pretty loud out loud. I, I wasn't there. I was in the car on the way to the emergency room, but I, by her, by the way she told the story, she was yelling pretty loud. <laughs> All right. Here's the, uh, here's the last one. We can wrap up with this one. This says crawl, yell, march, stand. How do you know which one to do? Um, I think it will become obvious to you in the middle of the situation. Hmm. Um, I don't think there is a particular formula, but I think uh, when you face struggles like that and you face limitations and you face some things that come against you, I think these things will, will come to you from God and, and, and you'll feel in your heart, uh, this is something I've got, to, I've got to crawl for. I've got to really reach out for it. This is something I've got to, I've got to stand up and I've got, to, I've got to proclaim it. I've got to yell it out loud. And there's sometimes I'm just going to, sometimes I just march around the house praying in tongues, just marching around and around and around and around. Lindsay used to say, Richard, you were a, a, a hole in the carpet where you just keep marching and marching, praying, confessing, believing. And then there's times you just say, I'm going to stand right here. Mm. Sometimes I get in my Bible and I put it in the floor and I get up and stand on it. And yeah. sometimes people get mad at me. Well, you're standing on the Bible. No, I'm standing on the word of God. Because heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will not pass away. Uh, so I do all of these things, but I think from time to time, uh, probably not all at the same time. Yeah. But uh, but I I do them as the Lord leads, and He'll show you. One of them will, will will you'll find peace with it, and that's what He'll lead you to do. Yeah. I you know I, after listening to your podcast last week, I think the part that inspired me the most is that I mean you're really giving tools for. Um, I guess the, the faith journey, the faith process, there's this idea that sometimes we think, or I think as Christians, you think in trusting God, I'm going to trust him. And it's just going to work out. Like I think it's going to work out, but for you, has, has it ever worked out the way that you thought it's going to work out? Have you ever had just a faith journey where it was like, man, that just happened exactly like yes. I thought. Yes. I've had it. I've also had it where it didn't work out that way. Which one happens more? Uh, I don't know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I never kept a record. Yeah, it can be. I think that's the part that can be confusing sometimes, though, right? Well, it works people. out enough to know that I I know that I have a pattern that I can work after. Yeah, and it helps you kind of learn for the uh -huh. for the next time. But meanwhile, even if something hasn't worked out yet, that doesn't mean it's not going to work out tomorrow. Yeah, right. It means it's not going to work out next week. I often tell people uh, the story about how after Lindsay and I got married, uh, I found out that she had 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 migraine headaches since she was a little girl, mm. and. Uh, you know, of course, we, we started, you know, got married. We were living in the same house. I, I, when she had a migraine, I was aware of it. Before yeah. I wasn't. Before we were married, I, I didn't know. And she'd have to go in the bedroom and close the door and close the drapes and turn the lights out and put the pillow over her head because of the pain. And uh, she was having a migraine. And uh, she said, would you have your dad, would you ask your dad to come down and pray for me? So I called my dad and he came over to our house and he prayed for her. And he said an unusual thing. He said, Lindsay, you'll have these migraines for three more days mm. and then you'll never have another one. And he got up to walk out and she said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean? Why three more days? And he said, I don't know. I just heard what the Lord said. And uh, he said, you're winting. Mm. And she said, what do you mean winting? He said, the Bible says some were healed as they went. Mm. Three more days. She had the migraine and she's never had another one since. Wow. Happened exactly the way he said. She was winting. Mm. Oftentimes when I pray uh, for people and it doesn't look like a miracle is happening, I'll tell that story and I'll say, who knows, your, your healing might start tomorrow. Yeah. It might start in three days. 
I start next week. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Just because you don't get an instantaneous miracle. Many of the miracles that I have seen have come over a period of time. Like you say, expect a new miracle every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't give up. Yeah. It's powerful. You want to pray us out today? Father, in the authority of Jesus' name, thank you for Nick being with me on this podcast today. And thank you for everyone listening. Thank you for the questions that they submitted. God bless each and every one of you. I pray in the authority of Jesus' name for God to touch you and heal you. Whether it's instantaneous or if it comes over a period of time, remember, you're wenting. The Bible says they were healed as they went. And I'm praying for God to touch you in every area of your life, in your spirit, in your mind, in your body, in your family, in your finances, in every area, from the crown of your head even, unto the soles of your feet, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Expect a Miracle podcast, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye for now. Have you checked out our YouTube channel? It's packed with videos that will build your faith for these challenging times. You can watch the latest programs, The Place for Miracles, and Make Your Day Count. Also, take a look at the encouraging messages from Lindsay's prophetic dream teachings. In addition, Richard has specific healing prayers you can use. It's all here on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash Richard Roberts Ministries. And don't forget to subscribe.